Welcome everyone to Tour Today Ministries in our continuing series, Parsha Seasonings, where we take the weekly Parsha and I bring out just a few things to season your study, things that come out of the Hebrew language or even out of the Torah scroll. And I have some uh, really fascinating things that occur in this week's Torah portion. It's very short. Nitzavim is only two chapters, Deuteronomy chapters 20, uh, 29 and 30, 29 and 30. So, let's get right into the portion. Let's begin with Deuteronomy 29, verse 27. And you'll notice I have verse 28 in brackets. This is one of those places where the Hebrew Bible and the English Bible don't quite match up in their verse numberings. So, verse 27 in the Hebrew Bible is verse 28 in your English translation. So, just to make it clear, whenever you see me put a bracket there with another verse number. That's what's going on. So our verse reads this way, And Adonai uprooted them from their land in anger and fury and great wrath and cast them into another land as they are this day. And cast them, that phrase is one word in Hebrew, and it's the, ver the word v'yashlichem. And you see it right here, v'yashlichem. The problem with this is that the word isn't misspelled. And the rabbis, of course, catch these sorts of things. It should be spelled the way we see it over here on the right. And can you see the difference? The difference is, is that it should be spelled with the letter Yud right here, the small letter, it looks like an apostrophe. And as you can see, the way it appears in the Torah scroll, it's missing the Yud. It's one letter short. And so, of course, they ask the question, why is the letter Yud missing from this word? Uh, they don't believe in any mistakes, that uh, there are any errors in the Torah. And I don't believe there are either, because after all, the master himself said that not one jot, one Yud is what he was saying, or one tittle, one decorational letter will pass away to all is fulfilled. So even Yeshua endorsed the placement and the exactness of the letters and details of the Torah scroll. So the missing Yud, what is going on here? Well, the rabbis tell us that since the letter Yud has a numerical value of 10, this missing Yud, this missing 10, is a picture of the 10 tribes that were lost. We often hear about the lost tribes of Israel. Um, they're not lost. They're still around. They just can't be identified. But these 10 tribes were driven out into the world. They're scattered among the nations. And um, so the missing Yud, they say, represents these 10. So that sounds as good a theory to me as any. But you'll also notice that here in Vyash Likhaim, the letter Lamed here in the middle is oversized. And I did it that way because that's the way it appears in the Torah scroll. There's the word Vyashlikim right there. And as you can see, the letter Lamed is written very large. And this is the way it appears in every Torah scroll in the world. The letter Lamed in this word, in this Torah portion, is always written oversized. In fact, in some Torah scrolls, it's written even larger than you see it here. So why is this Lamed in the word, and he cast them out? Why is it written so large? Well, if you know Hebrew, you know that the name of the letter Lamed means to teach or to learn. 
Um, I find that interesting that the word for teach and the word for learn is the same word. And I know that as a, a teacher teaching public school for 30 years, uh, I always learned more from what I had to teach than my students did. And so um, to learn and to teach, um, very much of the same thing. And they also say that if you can't explain it, you can't teach it, you haven't really learned it yourself. So one of the best things you can do is to take the things you learn and share them with someone else. And if you have difficulty explaining concepts, go back and study it a little bit more. And if you really know it, you'll be able to explain it. So why is the letter Lamed, which means to learn or to teach, so large in this? The rabbis teach us that it's because the exile of the Jewish people always has purpose. And it's so that they can learn and also that they can teach. And it's so that the Gentile nations can learn. And every time God brings difficulty into our lives, and I think all of us go through some personal exiles here and there, sometimes through a, a broken relationship, or because of an illness, we're set aside. We go through a personal, you could almost call it an exile because of an illness. And we have to remove ourselves from society for a while. And these things are not just to make our life miserable, but they're always to teach us so that we can learn. There's always purpose there. And um, so if we can realize that when we feel cast out, let's remember this large lamed. It's a large, teachable moment. Let's take advantage of it. Now, as you can see here, this is a scan from a Torah scroll, and I showed you the large Lamed, but I want to point out something else. If you go on down to the next verse, you'll notice that beginning here with the word Lanu, there's a dot above each letter. Lanu Ulvenenu Od, and you see dots over these letters as well. Just so you can see it more clearly, here's the verse, and there I've uh, recreated those words with the dots beneath. So the next verse says this, The secret things belong to Adonai our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this Torah. And these are the words that mean to us and to our children. Lanu to us, ulvenenu, and to our sons, or to our children. And then the next two words are od olam, until the age, or some will say forever, for eternity. And there's a dot only over the first letter of od, so I just highlighted the three letters of forever. So what are these dots all about? They're called nikud, the, the, like the spots that were on Jacob's sheep. They were spotted and speckled. That's called nikud, the dots. What, why these dots? And if you count them, you'll see that there are 10 dots here plus an 11th dot on this word. So there are 11. To us and to our children, and then od, for the age, od olam. What's going on? Well, let's start with the number 11. The number 11 is a very strange number that's not found very often in Scripture. 
And you know, the numbers in Scripture have meanings to them, and they, they're used to, to create patterns of meaning in, in the Scriptures. And we see a lot of tens in Scripture. You know, we have the Ten Commandments and the, the Ten Lost Tribes, the Ten Trials in the Wilderness. You'll find a lot of tens. And you find a lot of twelves. You have the twelve tribes, you have the twelve apostles, you have the twelve months of the year. We could go on and on. But 11's not so much, because when you see an 11, there's struggle going on. 11 doesn't like being 11. 11 struggles between going back to being 10 or moving on to be a 12. And so I find it fascinating that here in this verse, we find 11 dots over these words to us and to our children forever. Because, you see, if you go back to the verse previous to this, the one we just read, it's a verse that talks about being cast out, God being angry with his people and moving them out of the land, casting them out, dispersing them. And it's a very negative kind of a, a feeling it leaves you with. And then when you go to the verse and the two verses, the verses immediately after this, it talks about gathering the people in. And, and once again, uniting them and drawing them close to God as, as he draws closer to them. So in between this very negative and this very positive uh, set of verses, we find this. The secret things belong to Adonai our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. Why? That we may do all the words of this Torah. You know, we, we are living in a time that is between Messiah's first coming, which resulted later in the destruction of the temple and the dispersion of the people of Israel around the world. It's called the Roman exile. But now, nearly 2,000 years later, I believe we're coming to the end of that period. And we're coming to a, a time when God is gathering his people back, as we're going to see in just a moment. But in between, in between, it's like an 11. And there's this desire to go back to when the temple stood, when Israel was in, was in its, its land, and a desire to move forward for Messiah's return and uh, for him to establish his kingdom here and his temple to be rebuilt. And these 2,000 years are like this period of 11 as a tension. And, um, but during this time, God is revealing secret things. The revealed things belong to us. The hidden things belong to God, but often he reveals his hidden things. He invites us and commands us to seek his face and to uh, draw close to him. And he talks several places in scripture where he will reveal the hidden things to us. So um, during this time, let's be learners, let's be students, and let's be praying for Messiah's uh, soon return and establish his kingdom among us. Because I don't like being an 11. I'm looking forward to being a 12. I'm looking forward to the completion when his kingdom is established. And finally, there'll be shalom on earth because our king will rule from his throne in Jerusalem. Oh, what a day that'll be. Now, speaking of his return, 
At, uh, if we go on to chapter 30 in verse 3, uh, we read this. Then Adonai your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you. And he will gather you again from all the peoples where Adonai your God has scattered you. What a, what a wonderful promise this is. Now, whoever does this sort of thing has counted the verses in the Torah and derived, uh, and this has been established for, for many, many years, that this is the 5,708th verse of the Torah. 5,708. Now, you know, in the Jewish calendar, uh, this year is not 2022. This year is 5,782 because the Jewish calendar doesn't count from the time of Messiah. It counts from the creation of the earth, the creation of Adam. Now, whether that, that number of years is exactly right or not, if it's spot on or a few years one side or the other, I don't know. But nevertheless, it's universally accepted in Judaism that this year is 5782. So someone quite a while back went and figured out, well, what year was 5708 in our Western calendar? And 5708 was the year 1948. And what happened in 1948? That's the year that Israel became a nation once again. After 2,000 years, it became a nation. And what is the 5,708th verse of the Bible. Then Adonai your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you, and he will gather you again from all the peoples where Adonai your God has scattered you. You can't make this stuff up. What a, an amazing God we have. Now, some have gone so far as to say, well, if 5708 is the year 1948, then the 5,709th verse must refer to 1949 and so on and so forth. And um, I'm hesitant to even share this with you because I don't like us to get into the prediction business, and I don't think God does either. But uh, there have some, been some astounding things that as we take the years and these verses, as we approach the end of the Torah, the end of Deuteronomy, and as we approach the coming of Messiah, there are some um, pretty amazing things that are revealed. But let me just warn you, don't start trying to use this method to predict what's going to happen in 2023 or 2024. Let's not do that. Because after all, the hidden things belong to God. The revealed things belong to us and to our children forever. So I hope this has been a blessing to you. And um, I'm just continually uh, amazed at the things that God hides in his Torah for us to discover. So be blessed, and I will see you here back next week for uh, Parsha Seasonings for next week's Torah portion. Until then, shalom, and may God bless.